0: So, has I thought instead of our fanfare, our usual fanfare, we could go for a bit of Zadok the Priest instead, thanks to Handel. What do you think of that?
1: A magnificent choice. Beautiful.
0: That's that's my treasure swap right there.
1: Oh! Well, you win. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good.
0: Not bad, eh? I thought I'd get it in there, because regular listeners might have noticed that we left that out of our last Upbeats podcast.
1: We did. I think we both had a choice and, uh, like, both of our choices were quite deep and dark and, and grieving. And we just went off on a tangent and talked for an hour. So we had to cut it out.
0: We had to cut that one out. But here we are, bright and happy with Zadok the priest. Zadok is a great name for a high priest, much better than Cyril or <laughs> Glenda. anything. Glenda, any of those. So that was sung by uh, the 16, which is a glorious choir. Um, under the direction of Harry Christopher's. I feel he should be Sir Harry Christophers by now.
1: Certainly sounds like it should be. More have you seen
0: his flowing curly locks? He has so much charisma.
1: Aw, yeah. The thing is with flowing curly locks, charisma comes to it naturally. It's like you have the hair, you've got the charisma.
0: <laughs> it's it's a given, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. And they bounce flowingly when he conducts. And I feel the choir somehow reflects His locks, you know, they have that natural vivacity and such a bright sound, such a human, direct appeal to their sound.
1: That's what it is. All his secrets and all his musicality is hidden in his hair. That's it.
0: Well, there we go. We've started off on a a biblical note, which I like. (laughs) What is your treasure swap going to be this week? So
1: I've also picked um, some choral music and I have picked a piece by J-Lo and not the J-Lo I usually listen to.
0: I'm mildly disappointed. Yeah, I
1: know you are. Um, so, this isn't a sexy Latin piece. This is Northern Lights by Ola Jalo. And the um, song is a beautiful choral piece that's unaccompanied and it's by sung here by Voce's
0: Eight. A wonderful ensemble who have this glowing tone. And they, for me, typify what the modern choral sound aesthetic is you know, this burnished. Uh, No chinks, you know, the blend is so perfect and and it just glows, doesn't it?
1: It's amazing. I don't know, the first time I heard this I stopped and I just had to sit and listen and I listened again and again with headphones in as well. I couldn't believe how in tune it was that it made my ears ring. Like, it's like, I don't know, something about it is like crystals.
0: I trying to put my finger on this, you know, the difference between choral conducting and orchestral conducting and I think there's something so immediate about the human voice and so subtle in terms of the control and colour that a choir can employ and the fact that you're always dealing, well almost always, with words and that level of narrative. So I should say Ola Jalo is a Norwegian composer who's based in New York.
1: I love how I've brought this piece to you. <laughs> now you can tell me all about it. Thank you. This is perfect.
0: It so happens that I've conducted several of his works with the St. Ambrose Choir. It's a man. Yes.
1: Oh my gosh. I didn't even know.
0: <laughs> well, there we go. Let's <laughs> start thought, with the okay. basics. Okay. He's a very talented choral composer um, and is much sought after because his works are easy on the ear but they have a good level of challenge for any choir
1: Great, okay So it's not just easy listening like, oh that's a nice tune and that's easy to sing It's like, it's complex harmonies sometimes really rich, you know melodies and blends but also it's lovely to listen to if you're not musical or if you haven't listened to choral music before
0: indeed such a pure sound isn't it
1: it's just it's amazing I find that like it almost beats or pulses even though there's no main like meter there's no like click or or anything going on but you just feel like drawn into it
0: absolutely and when you have perfect fifths and octaves those intervals do pulse in that way don't they when they're perfectly aligned which often happens with voice so that was, I think, a lovely introduction to this, the not quite Christmas episode on Upbeats. <laughs> we Welcome, by the way. Oh, we've hi. just dived straight <laughs> in, haven't we, Has? My name's JJ. My name's Has. And we've been doing this quite a while now. I, I, is this the, I want to say, 12th episode? I have no idea.
1: I don't know, but long may it continue.
0: Thanks to St David's Hall for doing these. You can find the other Upbeats episodes on the Arts Active website or on your normal podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, wherever you go for your podcasts. Just look for us on Upbeats.
1: We need a photo.
0: We do. That will be, (laughs) we keep on saying this. Will this be the actual day that that happens?
1: No, I reckon for Christmas, for a present for each other, let's book like a photo shoot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a deal, Haz. We'll do that finally so why are we talking about all things choral well you have the opportunity to go and see the 16 live in St David's Hall on December the 5th which is a Sunday a wonderful day to enjoy choral music I think
1: the only day to enjoy choral no no every day you can
0: enjoy (laughs) every day is a choral day However, um, this is a particularly wonderful event because the 16 do their pilgrimage around the UK with their Advent and Christmas programme. And I have to say, Zadok the priest isn't on it. However, we can look forward to a classic by Herbert Howells. Have you heard of Herbert Howells?
1: No, I haven't at all. Should I have?
0: Well, not necessarily, if you're not in the cathedral sphere or in the choral scene, not necessarily. He has written uh, orchestral works as well, but he's mainly known uh, for his organ and choral works.
1: I suppose if it hasn't got a viola part, I don't know if I will have heard it It's game over. Yeah. (laughs) Game over.
0: Yes. Has, by the way, in case you haven't been following us, is uh, a professional violist as well as violinist.
1: That's so true. Yeah, I'm so good.
0: You are brilliant. Yeah, and so we try great. to hone in on the, the viola part when, whenever we can.
1: I booked this podcast just so it's just like an, av- an advert for my playing. Like, pl- please book me. Please.
0: There'll be much mirth and merriment <laughs> if you do. On top of all the right notes. So let's talk about Herbert Howes, who was a Gloucester based composer and studied at the Royal College of Music and uh, became the organist at Gloucester Cathedral. Wonderful Ooh, cathedral. Have I, you been there?
1: I love it. And they filmed loads of Hogwarts there, didn't they, for Harry Potter?
0: There are so many archways and cloisters and it's so in such good nick, isn't it? Gloucester. It's
1: gorgeous. I've actually done a couple of gigs there before when they've had like a long rehearsal and then in the evening um, before the concert I can go for a little sleep, like I hide in one of the, (laughs) like behind one of the pews or one of the little rooms. It's the most gorgeous, beautiful place ever. And I can't, yeah, I can imagine that he had lots of inspiration if he was an organist there.
0: Plenty of hiding places, you're right. Yeah. He wrote many choral pieces that are now masterpieces um, and considered as such. And this, in its little way, A Spotless Rose, is a masterpiece uh, I feel I I don't know if you agree
1: I'm okay I haven't heard it
0: great so we're going to get fresh and spontaneous response today yeah I to feel I feel
1: like a yeah a peasant for not having heard it but at the same time maybe I will recognize it I'm just really excited to, to hear it and then see <laughs>
0: just effortlessly flows doesn't it
1: it really does the ebb and flow of that is amazing the surge in the voices and it feels like one big voice coming together rather than loads of different voices and maybe that's because it's a really good choir
0: yes well it's written in unison so they're all flowing together um Mm. but that actually those were the Cambridge singers Mm. under John Rutter another famous choral name, and he takes it at a very flowing tempo. I thought we could just immediately compare that to a version by the 16, and here the flow is still there, but it's at a more leisurely pace. See, see what you think. So-
1: Even though this version is slower, it doesn't necessarily drag. It just feels richer and deeper.
0: Mm, I agree. There is that depth of resonance. And so typical of the 16, really. I love the resonance of their sound. And I feel they they just sing with heart, you know. Not to say the Cambridge singers weren't, um, but there is a very distinctive 16 sound and although they do attend to blend you can also hear the individual voices within that and i think when i've interviewed um Harry Christopher's in the past that is actually quite deliberate you know he doesn't try and blend out the individuality of the singers in the group.
1: That's interesting that's more like then with a like a string quartet when you are trying to blend your sound but part of the reason you enjoy everyone's playing is because they have a different sound and they bring a richness to each role and each musical line that they have.
0: That's absolutely right and on both of those recordings we've been hearing female sopranos in the mm. role and Herbert Howells, in the context of Gloucester Cathedral, would have been working with trebles. Now, I don't know whether you have any... Um, I'm just looking at how I don't, I don't <laughs> sense you have any firm or particularly strong strident <laughs> views on the question of whether to use boy trebles oh. or female sopranos.
1: I don't really know much difference between them. I honestly, um, I would listen to a recording and not really know if it's a female singer or if it's a boy treble. I wouldn't know. And I wouldn't know what to be looking for rather. Is there a way to tell?
0: Well, let's see. I'm going to play you two recordings now and you're going to guess. I think it'll be pretty obvious, actually, from the examples I've chosen. But you're going to guess which one's which. Okay. Here we go. So that was number one. What are you thinking so far?
1: I don't know. It's like when you're at the opticians and they're like one or two, <laughs> and then you have to lie and say, um, one's, one's a bit different. Um.
0: <laughs> I fear for your optician. Can ah, you see much? Ah,
1: ah. <laughs> Nothing at all. Nothing at all.
0: And there we go. Well, I think this next option will make it very clear, actually. Yeah.
1: definitely the second one this one is the women I think
0: absolutely it's so clear isn't it I mean it's a bit of an unfair comparison because with the first one we had uh, the choir of King's College Cambridge Mm -hmm. a very English traditional sound Mm -hmm. and in the second example well that was uh, the St. Petersburg Chamber Choir so a Russian sound which is different in so many ways anyway not least because of their use of vibrato
1: yeah I was thinking because the first one didn't have much vibrato and the second one did i assumed because i've just heard more female singers you know using vibrato i don't know anything but um i just assumed that was women in choral in choral anything do we have much vibrato
0: well the british tradition is more to iron out the vibrato and have a white sound a sort of a uh, a warm yet not too vibrato-y sound okay Although there will be certain contexts where vibrato is called for. Mm. But generally speaking, we don't do that much vibrato, as you just heard with the Russian choir. Um, I tend to think that when you hear female sopranos, they're more part of the blend. Whereas when you hear boy trebles, it's more like an an icing on the cake.
1: Yeah, that's what I think. And I think because I haven't grown up listening to lots of choral music, when I think of boy tenors and... um, Tennis? Trebles. Trebles. (laughs) I think of like Aled Jones walking in the air and all that that sort of lovely, light, whimsical, Christmassy things like that, rather than this really beautiful, serious um, English music. So maybe that's just, I haven't been exposed to it that much.
0: It certainly suits walking in the air, the purity of that sound. And the purity of the treble voice is something that many composers were drawn to uh, I think of Benjamin Britten typically. Yeah. And certainly cathedral organists and composers would be composing their anthems with that sound in mind. That said, it's always great to have an adult version. And when I work with choirs, it's generally been with female sopranos and you get that understanding and that experience that comes with, uh, you know, adult singers, obviously. Yeah. Back to a Spotless Rose. By Herbert Howells. There are two moments where the harmony shifts and warms, and it goes so perfectly with the words. So you had that flowing o- opening as the rose is imagined springing from a tender root. That in itself is beautiful. And then just listen to this moment where the words are unfolds into light amidst the cold night. <laughs> are such lush harmonies almost jazzy
1: yeah and when the last chord comes in it's such a lovely release major lovely the chord is nicely spread out so we've had all those close harmonies a little bit before and then it's just like ah
0: it is beautiful isn't it it's so (laughs) satisfying and that lovely harmonic shift that you've just experienced happens again to the words through God's great love and might it's so apt And if you thought what you've just experienced is quite fruity and jazzy, harmonically, just listen to this ending. (laughs)
1: That was amazing, delicious. I love how you were watching me, waiting for my reaction when it got jazzy, and you're like, ah, uh, ah, uh, and then the last chord came, and you're like, there we go.
0: I love <laughs> how he sets up the expectation for that return home, but takes you through some really quite shocking, eyebrow-raising harmonies.
1: It, yeah, it's, it sounds a lot more modern than I think. When was it written again? Or can I ask? Well, this
0: was written actually in 1918, so quite a while ago. Yeah. Incidentally. One programme note has it that Howells was looking out of his window in Gloucester and looking at trains just being shunted down the line Mm -hmm. on the Bristol to Gloucester line and the inspiration came for this song. Now, I I can't quite marry the two images, I'm (laughs) not sure about you.
1: Maybe not today's trains, but in 1918, if it's like the steam trains and they're going slowly and there's like snow falling outside or anything like that, that would be beautiful,
0: I think. Maybe. It's certainly a very cosy scene now you've um, yeah you can see what i'm about uh, to do uh, you I can do. see what i'm about to do because ladies and gentlemen our welsh sign-off this week is i hope you're feeling cosy which mm. i thought was i know it seemed appropriate for november
1: it is i mean and there's the wenglish version which would just be like fancy a kutch because that's because <laughs> that's just kutch being you know a cuddle a kutch a hugger
0: i don't feel we use kutch enough no yeah. and it's
1: it's like it's just the most warm um gorgeous uh embrace mm. yeah. yeah yeah it's a sort
0: of holistic hug putting okay. your favorite
1: hoodie on or something like that
0: yeah. so yeah i think there should be an adjective almost like koochig or something yeah koochig
1: like there yeah. should be one in english but i don't know well, you can have koochig that's fine
0: here's our welsh sign-off for this week which is i hope you're feeling cozy
1: so look, I slept in and I didn't get a chance to call my Welsh friend to help me on this one, so. Danger. Uh, oh! So, so I hope you're feeling cosy. Goodbye. eich bod chien taimio gleed. Oh, glid Gleed. Gleed. See, this is what I mean. JJ you know more Welsh than me why are you making me do this I
0: really don't because I think you're more authentically Welsh than that I'm only half Welsh
1: you're so intelligent you're like ah that reminds me of the Latin phrase and I'm like um I got this on Google Translate
0: (laughs) and I hope that's somewhere near what an actual Welsh person or Welsh speaking person would say listeners i hope you've enjoyed this episode and it's given you appetite maybe to listen to more choral music which i think really goes well with this season
1: it does nice like hot chocolate like scarf hat bit of choral
0: work it's it's the perfect setting isn't it for choral work and so the 16 you can enjoy at st david's hall and we'll be back in december with our actual christmas episode looking at all things christmasy yay do